0: Welcome to the Kindness Chronicles, where we hope to inject the world with a dose of the Minnesota Nice that we desperately need. The whole world desperately needs. Uh, John Schweitz here with uh, my pal Steve Brown. Hello. Steve. I was uh, just playing air drums to the intro music. Apparently, so air drums, does it ever irritate you when you see people playing air guitar or air drums when they're just, they suck at it?
1: <laughs> no, but I did see a guy playing... Uh... Air guitar with a bottle, his bottle of beer. Oh. He was like it was very funny, like he was twirling around. Was that was that this weekend? Yes. And yeah. it was we made a we made people, a fun night out of it. People you know? knew
0: that uh that the the legend of Jimmy <laughs> no, Clueless it's, was going to be. It's there. It's like
1: one of those nights where you know uh you gotta work for it a little bit sure. and, and you have to make it interesting. If it's full of people, then you just do your thing and it's great and you have a crowd and it's yelling and I am I'm a performer where I'm I'm much more kind of involved in the crowd. So if the if it gets quiet between songs i get like weirded out so i like oh, pe- yeah. i like people yelling stuff at me that's so, how that's that's how engaging I need to be otherwise I'm just like nervous cuz people are like you know waiting for you to tune your guitar and like I'm still talking I want people to talk so um it was fun a lot of w- fun
0: Where um uh, did you see anybody that you knew lots, any, lots of people lots of people lots of old pals came out and lot,
1: yeah lot, college buddies uh some old family friends uh my, lots of family of mine my daughter actually got up and sang a song with the opening act Really Yeah I'll play you a little video it's she was I'm in trouble John she's 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 a better singer than me well she's more th- <laughs> she's more talented in, in songwriting and she was a natural uh, kind of a ham like oh, I mean we're in well, trouble well I mean it depends on how where she takes this I mean yeah. this
0: this could be good well you know were she, there any old pioneers there was Dan uh, Brown there Dan Brown for sure was there Dan
1: Brown was there okay um, yeah. God. I was out
0: of town, or I would have been there, no. front row.
1: I, well, it's a walk and stumble back home. I'm I'm waiting for that big dugout show. We have a big rager after at the Schweitz house. Oh, the Schweitz house. house we'll rager. just walk over here. Yeah, it was a really fun fun weekend. It was, Very you know, cool. People are so nice to come out and, and bear the people came from you know far out and they made a day of it, made a, made an evening of it. So your daughter is? Uh, does she want to pursue music? She uh, it's at this point it's kind of a hobby, and she really hasn't played. In front of people, she was in choir, so she did performance, choir yep. stuff like that. Um, but as a singer songwriter person, she's just starting to get into it. Is she doing? Does she have a YouTube? Oh, that that's the, that's the only place we she is where she's okay. doing it. So performing live is is a new thing to do in front of people. But she is all of her She's all of her. She you know, is she okay. Is, yeah, all she's and, she's and and what's her name? Her name is Lucinda Brown. Lucinda Brown. Yeah, Lucy Brown. Lucy Brown. You
0: know what? That's a rock star name. Is it? Lucy Brown? It sounds very cool. <laughs> I mean, um, I'm sure that you didn't pick the name because it sucked.
1: No, no, we love It's the a great name. name. Yeah. Lucy Brown. Br- sounds- Brown, though? Brown, I mean, Brown's, aside from James Brown, Brown's just kind of a, it's not a rock star I, name.
0: Oh, I disagree. I think that it's, it's, you know, the single syllable. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. Well, let's move on.
1: <laughs> well, what are we doing tonight? Let's find KG and knock on the. <laughs> Oh, KG's
0: at a movie tonight by himself, which I think is weird, but whatever. We love you, KG. That's why he's not with us tonight, because he had to go see some movie. He's on a
1: movie assignment.
0: And he's got a... What did he have, a box? A Crunch-A-Munch or Munch-A-Crunch? And,
1: and, and he, takes a, so he takes a bite of candy, a handful of popcorn, and he washes it down with Pepsi, and, he, and then he Diet, says... Diet Coke. Diet, sorry, Diet Coke. And then, yeah, of course. Because that...
0: Matters that doesn't matter. I'm you know? sorry.
1: And then uh, he says, "Repeat." Like it's like a system he's got yep. in place. And before the credits
0: at the beginning are done rolling, he has got an empty box of popcorn. <laughs> if and you all times this it candy right, he's yeah. gone.
1: Yeah. Okay, enough about KG. But, but we'll get him back in the studio at some point again.
0: All right. Well, we have a guest coming up. We're not sure who it is, but we'll figure that out. Yeah. And uh, we'll uh, be back right after this. Cool. And we are back. Uh, we have a special guest with us. They're all special, of course. This one is special because <laughs> we uh we have offices just down the hallway from each other. Uh this is Keith Ryerson. He is the Grand Secretary of the Grand Lodge of the State of Minnesota for uh Minnesota Masonry. And uh hello, Keith. Hi, John. You're there. Keith, we're here I with am here. we're here with Steve Brown, and as I understand it, you might know Steve from a past life.
2: Yeah. What's, that, the, what's this that all about, true. Keith? So uh, Steve's band, Johnny Clueless, was signed to a record company in town called Orphan Records. Yes. And back in my early days, I actually was an intern at Orphan in the recording studio. And then I went on to manage distribution for the record company wow. in about 2000 or so. So I, I actually watched Johnny Clueless record their last album. Wow. What Keith? You know what? I bet I don't
1: recognize your voice, but I know if I saw you, I will probably know you in a minute, right?
2: I don't know. I am a little older. I am a I am a fair amount thinner, and I've got a lot less hair.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, Keith has lost a lot of weight. (laughs) He's got some pictures on the wall. I am like, who's
1: the guy with your wife? Oh, that's me. So (laughs) okay, wow, Keith, this is cool. I I I bet I would recognize if you saw it if I saw you. But you know, after that, we weren't in the studio much anymore. After that, so. Um, I know Grant, I know all the guys that were, I actually worked there for a little while too. So not at the same time though. So, wow. Yeah. yeah I'm sure I would know Adam. him if I saw him, I know I would.
0: So you were in charge of distribution. Does that mean like all of the truckloads of, uh, of uh, CDs that the, came in the returns, the returns, <laughs> you would have to process the returns.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, we did it. We did it all schlepping CDs around buy stores yeah. in, in town, um, selling CDs around the country. Uh, we, we had a really good run in the early 2000s yeah um you know the local music scene and then we got a little bit more regional um yeah, yeah it was a it was a blast it was a lot of fun to work in the music industry until you, it wasn't
1: i know it was a, the industry kind of tanked but it was an amazing time to be involved and be uh you know it was a, it's a it a was a great studio it was a great place good people and i'm glad you enjoyed that but now i need to know how you got into Before we ask that question, I I heard something interesting today about, uh,
0: you know, obviously the way we consume music has evolved significantly. Yeah. Yeah. And I heard that this year there was more vinyl records sold than CDs for the first time since like
1: 1984, 85. That does not surprise me.
2: Yep.
1: Absolutely. Try to find try to find a CD player in in any car or anyone's house or anything, but you're gonna find record players in people's houses. Now oh, I, I still have I an old one. car. That's yeah. Uh, we we you gotta, got a tape player in your we got yeah the old, old we, sedan eight track. <laughs> no, That's, that is really cool. Interesting fact, right? Yeah, vinyls overtake vinyl is uh, is is making a comeback. It's pretty cool. It's more gratifying to put on. Wouldn't yeah. you say, Keith? You put a, re- a vinyl record on it. It's more gratifying than popping a CD. And it's like it's you're more involved.
2: Absolutely. It's cool. No question about it. There's just something about having a vinyl record in your hands that uh, makes it all worthwhile. And, you know, if only we could go back to uh, analog recording as well.
1: No kidding. So
0: I got a friend named Peter McCormick, and Peter is uh, is a music lover like nobody's business. And wherever he goes in the world and he travels the world, he loves to go to record shops. And he knows, like... The 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 first uh, pressing of oh, the vinyl. I mean, he's like, I've got a first edition of such and such, and he understands like the the engineering behind these records, and uh, it's really we were in Amsterdam. And he heard of this one record shop and he came back and he had, it, you know, several albums that, you know, he was like on cloud nine. Wow. And I said, it's a thing. Yeah. It's a real thing for people. Yeah. I was more interested in where's the next meal going to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very cool. So Keith, the reason that we, uh, that we wanted to visit with you is, uh, it's really twofold. Um, one is I often talk about, uh, the fraternity that I'm a member of, uh, on the podcast and, you know, kind of the connection that it has to the whole concept of kindness and the Kindness Chronicles is the name of our uh, of our little program here. And as you know, we have another podcast called Minnesota Masonic Histories and Mysteries. But we have uh, a big event coming up. That is true. I would imagine that things are very busy for you, but I wanted to talk to you about that event, but then also just kind of get your insights as to uh, where Masonry is going and the things that we're doing uh, in the Grand Lodge that will continue to make a meaningful impact in the communities that we serve. So starting with that, what's new in Grand Lodge Land?
2: Well, there is a lot going on in Grand Lodge Land. As you mentioned, we're we're crazy busy right now, our big annual meeting where we expect to have about five hundred members of our Masonic fraternity uh, tucked away for a weekend at an event center in Waite Park, Minnesota. Centrally it's located. located It is, and it's a really nice facility, um, all kind of put together with hotels and the whole deal. Uh, But it's our annual opportunity to get together as one big statewide fraternity, rekindle old friendships, make new friendships, um, talk about the various programs we have going on across the state, learn from each other about how we might engage our membership better, our communities better. One of our big programs going forward is uh, more involvement from our 125 lodges across the state of Minnesota in their local communities, because what we find is that one of the core principles of Freemasonry is contributing back to society. And, and that can happen in a variety of ways. It, it's being supportive of each other as members of the fraternity, being su- uh, basically like an extended family. But it also goes broader into giving back to our local communities philanthropically with our time, being engaged citizens in our community, and finding ways for our lodges and our members to just help out their communities. Because if we raise the waters, all of our boats will also rise.
0: You mentioned that we have 125 lodges throughout the state of Minnesota, and Many small towns throughout the state of Minnesota, once upon a time, had Masonic lodges. Uh, many of those lodges have merged with other ones, but the square and compass is the sign that you're looking for when you go into these towns. It's a symbol that yeah. catches your eye. In fact, I was in uh, Mexico last week, and see. there was a, see, and there was a young man who was encouraging people to come to this Michael Jackson show that they were putting on. It was at the Hard Rock Uh, Hotel. Okay. And he had a huge square and compass tattoo on his neck. And I went up to him and I said, uh, does that symbol on the side of your neck mean anything to you? And he said, yeah, I'm in the process of becoming a Freemason. And and I said, well, tell me about that. And he went (laughs) on. Wow. And... I said, so you ha- have you been raised? And he looked at me when I said, have you been raised? Like, yeah, you know something. And he goes, I haven't yet, but I'm looking forward to it. And I-, I wasn't aware of this, but it sounds like in some areas of Mexico, being a member of the Freemasons is a big deal. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. I didn't know
2: they
1: were doing that in Mexico.
2: Did yeah, you? It's, yes, it's very uh, popular in Mexico, Latin America and South America and and it really is a big deal cool. um, in in other parts of the world it it has it, over the last 30 years or so sort of uh, fallen a bit by the wayside in the US but it has grown elsewhere throughout the world
0: it's very um, interesting and,
2: and, hmm. and we're seeing a, a renewed resurgence in interest um we've got more membership inquiries today than we did last year more last year than we did 5 years prior and it's daily inquiries from people who are very interested in what we're doing, what we stand for, and, and how we might help enrich their lives uh, through the, the brotherhood that we provide. And I kind
0: of feel like the world we're living in is evolving, uh, and there's probably more of a desire or a demand for these types of opportunities for people. You know, we live in such oh, a divided world. And yeah. Keith, tell us a little bit about some of the rules of Lodge, like the things that we can't talk about and the things that yeah, uh, give us the secrets. Well, they're not secrets. <laughs> well,
2: there's, there's not really a, a lot of secrets anyways. but the there are really only two primary things you can't bring to Lodge. One of them is politics and the other one is religion.
0: How unique and that's is great. that?
1: That's really cool. I mean, that it, sounds it, like yeah. a safe place, you know, in this day and age. Yeah. If that's agreed upon, you then you come together. What are you going to fight about? It's great. Nothing but good a- stuff. Absolutely.
2: And and it it's from one of the other core values of our organization, which is true friendship. Um, we take men from all different walks of life who are upstanding citizens and good members of society. We bring them together under the. Shared belief that working together, finding ways, items that unite us rather than divide us, that that together we can do great things, um, not, and support each other along the way, and and leaving politics and religion at the door helps us better com- come together and unite in, in our shared interests. Um, and it's really amazing. Uh, we even some of the people I've met, people I would never have found myself interacting with on a regular basis just because I don't run in the same circles as them yeah. but we come together and have fabulous conversations about life, about philosophy, about how we can do better to support our friends and families mm-hmm. and our Masonic brothers and our communities. and it's really a, been an enriching and rewarding experience for me personally and I, I hope that I can help spread some of that to other people.
0: One of my favorite things about masonry is the fact that you get an opportunity to connect with all different generations of people. We'll have lodge members that are north of 100 years old that come and sit on the sidelines and participate in lodge activities. And the stories that those people have to tell, they're just incredible. One one example, uh, there was a, a gentleman by the name of Don Fanning, and Don passed away uh, early on during the COVID, uh, the the COVID time, mm. but Don was what one hundred and seven, one hundred and eight years old,
2: one hundred and nine. I Jeez. think was he one hundred
0: and nine? Holy cow! And Don was as sharp as can be at one hundred and nine years old. He was the Grand Tyler. So we have a position in Lodge called a Tyler. Which you know is symbolic for making sure that we're keeping people out that yeah. ought not be letting. I into know the about lodge. this,
1: yeah, with the sword, with the sword, yeah, yeah, yeah. How do you know about the Tyler? Because I've been talking to you for a couple of years now. Oh, and okay. I hear a lot of these. Okay, some of these things are wrong, but I love. It. I mean, it's, it's totally interesting and to me. Don
0: at the 103 years old He's or something like sword. that was the grand Tyler, and just the guy, the stories that these guys have to tell, and some of my closest friends are in their 90s. Because right. I just love these guys and there's just such loving people. I've seen
1: you with some of the people and some of the people you work with and that's kind of part of your skill set. That's kind of your your gift. You, well, it's my happy place. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know? kind of amazing. And so And you, I look better than most of them do. So I mean that's you know that's You're competing. That's terrible. <laughs> you found a way. I found a way make it, to look make it like mad. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the annual communication is coming up. What are the dates of that?
2: Uh April. 14th and 15th.
0: Okay. And uh, open to uh, all Masons. So if you're a Mason and you're listening Masons. to this, at one of the 125 <laughs> calling all Masons. Calling all Masons. Um, no age limit, obviously. Yeah. Uh, how old do you have to be to saying, become a Mason on, on the, the front on a, end? No limit on
1: the top, as I'm saying.
2: It, in Minnesota, you have to be 18.
0: 18? It, oh.
2: varies, it varies from state to state. Okay. In states, are still 21.
0: Okay and uh you can be as old as you want i guess yeah to be amazing no limit no limit
2: absolutely we we brought in a a a new member a couple years ago who was in his 90s
0: no kidding
2: joined in his 90s a new member
0: if somebody has an interest in learning more about perhaps becoming a member of our uh, fine craft our fraternity where does uh, one go to get that information
2: my best recommendation would be to visit the website, beafreemason.org.
0: Beafreemason.org.
2: Yep, that site has uh, all of the basic information one might be interested in, as well as an opportunity to submit an inquiry for additional information. And those inquiries get routed to one's respective state of residents because masonry is very jurisdictional so we can only bring in members who live in Minnesota but beafreemason.org will direct an inquiry to any state mm. where somebody resides
0: really who operates beafreemason.org
2: uh it's it's a joint venture between uh shriners international and the scottish rite really which which is an affiliated masonic body
0: i had no idea i'm happy i yeah. asked
2: James it's a wonderful one. website, um, provides a lot of great information. All, all of the basics about Freemasonry are on there, um, and, and it's a, a wonderful opportunity for people to submit an inquiry directly to get more information, and, and if they want to become a member, to get into our pipeline.
1: Steve, you Please. have a question? Well, I was just going to say, Keith, it, Keith, it's nice to actually – talk to you again i i i recognize your face i looked at your face on linkedin while you were talking I he do. wasn't paying attention no he i was, was... just wanted a quick look I, I connected with you but um i have to say it's clear to me after listening to you talk it's clear to to me now that uh why you're maybe not still in rock and roll you sound what much too smart uh too eloquently <laughs> spoken and uh you know, you sound like you really know what you're doing and something like you've got. A, you found the right place for you. And I'm glad you're not in rock and roll anymore. And that's, you know, I think we're both probably too nice of guys to be in music anymore anyway. Or, you know, in, in the in the real business of music and rock but and roll. But you're still
0: music. in music. I, <laughs> you played at the dugout this weekend. I have weekend. a hobby
1: where I get to play and it's really fun and okay. I, I enjoy it. But but I'm, I'm so no. glad that you're you're doing well, Keith. This is cool. I'm, I'm glad to I'm glad to reconnect with you.
2: It's been fantastic to reconnect with you, Steve. Um, you know, I I have very fond memories of you from some of the old orphan uh, parties that we would have to promote
0: yeah orphan party sounds kind of sad stuff. actually <laughs> <laughs> it's not that kind of orphan. was was annie there yeah it's just <laughs> yeah. it's a hard knock dirty life faces yeah.
2: and
1: from the uh, there, uh, there
2: you go <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> oliver twist, <laughs> and oliver and annie. twist. Yeah, there you something. go um no but it, it, it is it's great now that i now that we've connected like i need to i want to talk to you more about this so let, i'll find you let's let's chat again yeah, and
0: just yeah, one last absolutely. question. At orphan parties, do they serve gruel? Yes. Okay, It's just a,
1: a small <laughs> cup of water, you get a hot that,
0: water, and it. some gruel. And gruel. Yep. All right. Well, absolutely. Keith, thanks for your time, <laughs> and I know that you uh, have other, uh, I'm sure you've got chores that you need to attend to, but uh, we'll see you in the office tomorrow.
2: Sounds good. Thank all you right. Thanks, nice, Thanks, Keith.
0: Off we go.